0: Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Schlitzler, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast.
0: Welcome inside episode 520 of the Locked On senators podcast i'm ross levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in winnipeg manitoba alongside brandon pillar up in the blue mountain on a Sens game day ottawa travels to new york to take on the islanders with a new look lineup and even when they're not making trades on deadline day the Sens are still front and center
1: the evgeny dadinov saga continues in ottawa there's no way they're going to try to put this on the Sens. that is just ridiculous ross and we're going to get to see what lineups will look like as DJ Smith will be speaking with the media later on in the episode. Will Matthew Joseph be in the lineup? I
0: don't know, but I can tell you that Michael Delzato has been Woo. freed and he will. So we'll touch on all that later on. Plus, Pierre Dorian answered some questions and some tough ones at that following the deadline yesterday. So we'll react our thoughts on how he handled it. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices—all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, with your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Tuesday, March 22nd in Pilsy. Pierre Dorian held court for 25 minutes following the deadline yesterday. How did you think he did?
1: Pierre Dorian's press conferences are always interesting. I mean, there are certain things where it should just be easy for him to answer and he's got to expect certain questions to come. And it seems to really throw him for a loop when those questions do come like Talking like I think the biggest thing we need to focus in on is how he explained acquiring Travis Hamannick because that is easily the most questionable move he made all deadline. Everything else that happened, we kind of figured that's how things were going to go. But acquiring Travis Hamannick was such a head-scratcher, Ross, and I'm not convinced with his answers that he justified that acquisition. Are you?
0: No, what really confused me, and there was some moments of levity in the in the discussion as well, where he's like, look, he might be a third-pairing defenseman, but then how do you rationalize spending over $3 million? He's making more next year than his cap hit. So this isn't the Sens taking on a guy who's making last, like the Anisimov deal or anything like that. This is a situation where they truly believe he can help Jake Sanderson, as the Ottawa Sun reported, that that's who he's going to be partnered with, whenever Jake gets to Ottawa, if it's the end of this year, if it's the start of next year, but I don't know, time will tell. And from what I'm hearing is that in Vancouver and a lot of the blue check mark brigade was out for his head. Some because he doesn't like to do media and that I roll my eyes at, but the other stuff as well has a merit where, you know, you hear from Mark Mathod, he's got contacts in locker rooms around the league. It's a bit of an odd duck, uh, whatever it is. And we'll get to the ducks in a minute. But with that said, on Travis Hamanek, like, I'm willing to give him a chance, of course, and he'll be in the lineup Thursday in Winnipeg, not tonight on Long Island. Not sure what the deal is there. Maybe he's already in Vancouver. They're like, why fly seven hours, three time zones to play 10 minutes, 12 minutes of ice time, only to go right back the next day. Not sure. Not going to speculate on that, but it's a head scratcher. Now, What did you think of Pierre Dorian saying that initially they wanted a fourth for him? Yeah. But he didn't have a fourth. They wouldn't take a fifth. So he's like, I'll just give you a third. That's what I wanted to get into. That is absolutely. If they made the trade after the Joseph one, they got a fourth round pick in that trade. (laughs) I mean, that's the mind
1: boggling thing. Like what the hell kind of negotiating is that where it's just like, all right. So we, we don't have this lower value you do have. So we'll just, we'll just turn it into a much higher value just because that's what we got for you. That is not how you negotiate. And uh, JR, a guest of the show here, uh, works with TSN 1200. And he mentioned, okay, that's fine if that's where you set the price and you don't have that to pay. So why not do a third round pick and then Tampa or, uh, sorry, Vancouver, gives a fifth or a sixth back yeah. to kind of equal out that value uh, misadjustment. <laughs> like, how does it make any sense <laughs> saying, okay, we'll just give you a third-round pick here instead? Like, that is just wild beyond belief. And to bring him in when you know he has signing bonuses, sure, you have Jack Capuano, who is the pro the scout for the Sens. He's and the
0: whisper, the Hammonick whisper. He,
1: he says he can vouch for his personality. Six years ago... You have other reports of how he is today saying he was not a good person in the locker room. Yeah. Like you mentioned already, Vancouver reporters being like, it is amazing that they were able to not only unload this contract, but they attained value for it and they flipped it for a cheaper, younger, better defenseman. Like it's just mind boggling that this kind of thing happens. And Pierre Dorian being like, Oh, the girlfriend told me not to go on Twitter. Um, and we see he, you on Twitter Pierre we see you and he's like what why how how could you think that Sens fans reporters anyone in the industry wouldn't dunk all over you for this trade like how did he f- hang up that trade call and be like Another another job well done here. That was great. Like, anytime you can acquire a guy that's overpaid, is in the kind of final years of his career, that's disgruntled and not liked in his locker room, you got to do it. Great job, Pierre. Like, I don't, that one is just so mind boggling. And like you said it, Ross, we don't want to already discount Travis Hammond because you got to at least give him a chance here. That's not what we're doing. We're trying to make sense of the the way this all happened. And you could put Travis Hamnick out of this, just put the numbers, the dollar amounts and where he is in his career and what this team needs to succeed. And he doesn't fit any of it. So I just, we hope the best for Travis Hamnick. I hope he works out. I hope he is a great partner with Jake Sanderson when that happens. But this is just confusing at a first glance.
0: Well, at second glance, so after (laughs) Pierdorion spoke, what I'll say, though, is, one, if they are able to move Zaitsev without giving up much assets, I'll take Hamnick on my team over Nikita Zaitsev 10 days out of 10. Now, are you talking about the player or the contract? Mostly the contract, but also the player. Okay. I think he's a bit more physical. He's probably got a little bit better of a first pass because, I mean, Zaitsev's got a grenade every time he tries to pass the puck. It either goes off the boards or for icing. So I'm really, I'm expecting to see a bit more poise, I'll say, out of Travis Hamanick, who I want to say has vaulted. Nope, nope, now it's back to MDZ But since he got called up. But I want to say Travis Hamanick has the second most NHL games experience on the Ottawa Senators following Michael Delzato. So say what you want, as that means, maybe that kind of cools down. But yeah, his next game in Winnipeg is going to be career game number 700. For, uh, for Travis Hamanick. So he's been around a while, and if it does mean in the summer, Pierre Dorian said, quote, don't judge the team now. Judge them in training camp. Pilsy, we're setting a reminder for that. On September 30th, it's Judgment Day, right before the regular season to start the 2022-23 season because they can't stumble out of the gate again or else it's going to be heads are rolling. And I'm curious what Pierre Dorian has up his sleeve this summer because his job is on the line next year it has to be there's no way that you can go six straight years without even contending without even sniffing the playoffs they haven't even been in the playoff contention past the second month of the season in the last three years and even further beyond that because the wheels fell off when they did of course under Guy Boucher and then man it's just been tough sledding so we'll see um what I did like about the trade deadline and to kind of leave leave Hamannick alone here, the last thing I'll say about him, though, is Frank Valley reporting that multiple Vancouver Canucks players reached out and said they were ecstatic to get him out of the locker room. Hugs and, and ha- high team. fives
1: for a player being traded out of the locker yeah. room, not and being
0: we, added. And we know that Brady Kachuk and Quinn Hughes are best friends. So you know Brady Kachuk yeah. has the inside scoop, but I also trust that he's not going to let any of that shit fly in ottawa if if there is shit like we don't know exactly what it is but if multiple players are are uh are reaching out there and he was only there for two years man it's not like he was there for 10 years he was a grumpy old guy but anyways we'll leave him alone for now not in the lineup tonight but Matthew joseph is speaking to the media right now and he is a player that is going to become a fan favorite in a hurry i'm already picturing how good he's gonna look in the bike helmet and shades don't don't you think
1: Absolutely. And it, and it's funny, he's taking over Nick Paul's number 21. So yeah. that's very interesting. 21 has not been a favorable number in this organization for quite a while. It's been passed around and not really held on to. But I'm excited to see what he can bring because that was the big return here. Like that was the one thing. And I think Pierre Dorian's right. Like there, there wasn't really much he could do on a major scale to improve this team in the deadline. It was mostly just shipping out contracts. But The one opportunity he did have with Nick Paul trade, he took advantage of. And I think Matthew Joseph will be a good piece for this hockey team. So I'm excited to see what he brings. I've liked him when he played on Tampa. The clips of his points this season really impressed me. So this is going to be someone interesting that I think will be a part of this future.
0: I want to mention one of the funniest all-time quotes from Pierre Doria. One of the funniest all-time quotes so much. when it comes to Mattia Joseph. But before we get to that, we got a quick word from one of our favorite sponsors. It's betonline.net. Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam. And to get all the props, odds, and futures that you need, just head to betonline.net i'm telling you, you go there it's fast it's simple bet online remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just basketball whether it's college or pro betonline.net is your source for hockey boxing ufc odds right down to the wire and you can get your information there too so head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action it's betonline.net where the game starts All right, Pillsy, so back to Pierre Dorian's press conference and just a quick update as we are currently getting quotes from Jack Capuano, who is still discussing for DJ Smith. Uh, Reports are he was at a funeral yesterday, so I would expect he meets the team on Long Island later this afternoon. And how about Jack Capuano, who hasn't been with the Islanders in five years, saying 90% of the people who were there still are. Must be nice. We said yesterday that they have the least amount of turnover, whereas Ottawa has the most. They made so, no
1: trades yesterday, Ross.
0: Yeah. The only thing they did was re-sign two 38-year-olds. And they're, kind of, <laughs> they're kind of in selling mode. And I think Clutterbuck's yeah. like 34, but they re-signed him and, and Zach Parise. Although Clutterbuck, I don't know if he's hurt or what, but he won't be in the lineup tonight. We will get to a full game preview. We've got our lineup, our locked-on player, our keys to victory. But I'm not done with Pierre Dorian. Was this not the most all-time quote you've ever heard when he d- discussed maybe the disappointment or the shock that Matthew Joseph is very understandably feeling after being in the bubble with Tampa, didn't end up playing in those playoffs, but w- was a part of the Stanley Cup run there. Then the next season, he goes, he we play six games in the playoffs. He's kind of an in and out of the lineup kind of guy, but he still gets the ring gets to celebrate and this year he got to play in every game role right he's like okay now I'm gonna really contribute to a three-peat contract no. year <laughs> no some would say he's playing golf with Tiger Woods by doing that so the quote is he goes one day you're playing t- golf with Tiger Woods the next day you're playing golf with me <laughs> and I think most people
1: would rather play with Tiger Woods just to finish that quote off like I cringed so hard when I heard that. Like that is just so brutal and great selling point, Pierre Dorian. Like I don't, I don't know what. And he definitely had that up his sleeve, and he thought that was just so good.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's wild. That's absolutely wild. Um, I like that one even more than when Pierre Dorian said, when he writes a book, it's going to (laughs) be how to be successful, have good goaltending. So by his own measure. Goaltending is how we should discuss it, and if we're reading this properly, that means that he's done a piss poor job. What's I mean, the team save percentage since he since he got here? It's it's not good. And next year, you have to look
1: to Ross. They're going to be paying over ten million dollars in goalies because Gustafson is on that one way deal. Uh, Forsberg just got his new contract, and unless they trade. Or buy out Matt Murray.
0: It's gonna be over ten million dollars. Pilsey, stack guy, stack guy. Where do the senators rank in goals against per game in the Pierre Dorian era? 29th.
1: Out of
0: thir- out of thirty-two teams, because we'll mix in the crack in here too. 29th. No. Thirtieth. Oh. Yeah, they're averaging 3.28 goals against per game. That's more. Than Buffalo, New Jersey, Chicago, and Philly. Uh, the only teams that are worse are the Detroit Red Wings by .01, and the <laughs> Seattle Kraken by a lot more. But they are a complete joke, although they finally went out and got picks. Okay, that being said, yeah, clearly the Matt Murray one hasn't worked out, but we are excited about the, the Anton Forsberg yes. contract. That's going to be exciting. We expect him to get the start tonight for Ottawa. Any other notes from uh, Pierre Dorian's press conference that you wanted to get to? We already touched on Travis Hamanick, we touched on Matthew Joseph. What about the difficult line of questioning that Ian Mendez gave him around Michael Delzato? What did you think of, about his answer there? I felt he could have made it a lot easier on himself, saying, look, we moved out Josh Brown, Thomas Shabbat is hurt, but instead, it was like a 20-second pause. He goes, we wanted to see Branny. Well, you, I mean, you could have Branson and Delzato in the same lineup.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't like his approach to that. I think He's very uh, sensitive about the Delzato issue just because that did not go well. He was their big free agent acquisition and it hasn't gone well. And I think Delzato has been very publicly open about his displeasure with how things have gone. So I think uh, Pierre might have taken a little um, personal slight to those, those questions. Whether, whether it's justified or not, I think that's how he internalized it.
0: Yeah, very fair. So Pierre Dorian also... Might have forgot something. Not in his press conference, but last summer when it came to the Evgeny Dadanov trade, Kelsey. <laughs> so the clause in his contract, and there's two of them, and this is from Elliot Friedman. So it's very legit reporting here. He has one clause that says he has to submit a trade or his no trade list, ten team no trade, before the before he's traded. Fair, and it has to be in. The July 1st before the next season. So he would have submitted that to Ottawa, his agent. Then he's traded on July 28th. Now Vegas is saying that Ottawa didn't supply that list during the trade call. Is it not Vegas's responsibility to know the contract status of their players? I can go to Cat Friendly yeah. and I'm in an Public apartment. knowledge. I have no skin in the game and I can go see that he has a no trade clause. You think the guys who are paying him shouldn't know? Makes no sense. No, no sense at all. And,
1: Ross, maybe if this was like a trade and flip situation where they got Evgeny Dadnov and then traded him for better picks and prospects than the Senators That would did. never like, happen, though, would it? <laughs> like, <laughs> it so commonly happens. Maybe if they had him for like 24 hours or whatever, then that's an oversight. The dude's been playing on their team for a long time here. Like, and they've known that they had to get rid of cap space with all this LTI uh, IR issues that if someone comes back, then they're over their cap and they're screwed. So th- this must have been in the works for a long time. How did they not do their due diligence in being like, oh yeah, we gotta check on that no trade clause? Like, that's just wild to me. And for them to even consider. For them to even consider putting this on the sands is is a joke. Like that's a joke, and you you get a little inside uh, look at how Vegas treats their players. Like yeah. they're literally just assets, and you can say what you want about the franchise, and sure they've had success, but the way they move guys in and out with uh, no remorse, like look at the flurry uh, the whole debacle. Oh, yeah. if You want to touch how about that. their coach. Their coach, another great example, yeah. So this is this is just something that is uh, quite on brand for Vegas, and the fact that they're they're even mentioning Ottawa on this is absolute bullshit. Like I can't if if there ends up being any penalty to Ottawa, the league is the league is rigged because that's just
0: crazy. Uh, Favorite response I got on Twitter: Dadnov thought his play was a no trade clause. It was 5-1, but that being said, Pillsy, they had to give up a second round pick to move him. What's more shocking, that or having Anaheim, beautiful Disney, Newport Beach on his 10 team? You can't think of 10 places where you wouldn't rather play than Anaheim? What, and, what?
1: And, and don't anybody say Winnipeg should be on his no-trade list. Don't no, absolutely not. Get Ross no, started on that. Don't do it.
0: Nah, tuxedo, <laughs> we, we won't great hear great the hand.
1: Winnipeg slander on the Locked no. On Senators podcast. But the, the thing that I always come back to is, why in the hell did Vegas even trade for Dadnoff in the first place? <laughs> they were in cap trouble, so they shipped off 1.7 mil of Nick Holden's contract to pick up two years of 5
0: mil cap hit. Huh? Yeah, and then they went out and got a $10 million player as well. <laughs> yeah, like... That, uh, I they don't, play I, with monopoly I, money in
1: Vegas. I will never understand that. That's that's where all that starts. But uh, yeah, it, I, I have a feeling this will all go through. I have a feeling that... Like, imagine being a I'm getting dad dog now. So you're stuck in purgatory between a team that is paying a valuable asset in the second round pick to dump you. Like Vegas is literally saying, hey we don't care about you at all. We don't care about you enough to check with your agent about a node trade clause that you earned and put in your contract and that we should have known about by checking cap friendly for five minutes. We don't care about you that much. So we don't want you at all. In fact, we're paying money to get rid of you or he goes to a team that is only picking him up because they got that second round pick with them. Like, you're at a point where you're stuck in between a team that
0: doesn't want you and a team that doesn't want you. <laughs> like, so what? What do you pick at the end of the day if you're in Evgeny Dad? You gotta
1: if if it comes down to him if the league is like, hey, is Anaheim on your no trade list or not? You gotta say no, they're not, and I'm going to Anaheim. Like, it's better to go to Anaheim than back to Vegas because then they're extra disgruntled because what they're gonna have to do, Ross, if the trade is squashed and he has to go back to Vegas, is. Uh, after the trade deadline, you are able to make trades. Huh? It doesn't yeah. really make sense. But they, they you're just, not they... allowed to be a part of the roster. So they just are literally just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're literally just
0: trading your contract. You're not a an, a hockey player. But you're wait. a contract. If he gets traded now, the trade was submitted before the deadline. He would be eligible.
1: Yes, for the Ducks. But I'm yes. saying if that trade doesn't go through and he has to go back to Vegas... Right, Vegas is now over or will be when players become healthy. They'll be over the cap and either he has to get moved or someone else does. And whoever acquires him can't play him because it's after the trade deadline. It's strictly a cap move. So I I don't know what's going to happen with this. My, my best guess is the trade will end up going through. Dadnov will explain to the league that it's okay and uh, that'll happen, but what a mess because you got Ryan Kessler's contract involved in there too. Like there are so many strings attached to this trade. It's just, it's so bizarre that this is happening in the national hockey league.
0: Another great tweet. Somebody saying, God damn, I already bought my Ryan Kessler Vegas Jersey. What a waste that was. <laughs> uh, they trade another sap cap circumvention by Vegas, or trying to at least bring in a guy who hasn't played in three years. Okay, uh, Matthew Joseph, already a fan favorite. I'll tell you why after Pillsy gives us a word from another one of our favorite sponsors.
1: It's our presenting sponsor for the show, Ross. It's Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Thank you, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes, models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock the parts you have in need. What happens if You need a part, you go to your local spot and they're like, oh, sorry, like that part won't be in for three weeks. What are you going to do? You got to use your car to get to work, to go to school, to go see the Sens play at the CTC. So why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts from their computer? You have computers so you can access rockauto.com at home or even in your pocket save time and money while using rock auto it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years they've got the experience rock auto prices are reliably low for every single customer they've got anything you need brake parts tail lamps motor oil even new carpets rock auto can help you go explore their easy to use website today to find the solutions for your auto parts needs Check out rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Check it out, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com.
0: All right, Pilsy, it's an Ottawa Senators game day. The Sens are in New York State on Long Island to take on a team that's Pretty good. I can't get a read on the New York Islanders. They had that tough start, 13 straight on the road starting the season. They were COVID guinea pigs with Ottawa. Yep, the two there. And now they find themselves in that mushy middle where they're 19 points out of the playoff spot, but there's still six teams below them in the conference. So they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Were you surprised by that? I was a little bit surprised, Ross, just because... Uh,
1: when you're in that middle spot, you kind of got to pick a direction. Are we going for it, or are we sitting back? But also even, the thing is they don't even- have a lot of contracts to unload here. Like this Lou Lamarello has decided this is the core I'm going to stick mm-hmm. with for the next five years. Like everybody's locked up seemingly. So they didn't have a lot of options here.
0: Yeah. The only other thing I'd say with that is um, when you've gone to the conference finals two years in a row, Maybe Lou's just like, all right, like there were some outstanding circumstances yeah. um, that didn't allow us to like, okay, let's let's get the bodies healed. It's an older team and yeah. just come back with the same crew next year. What I was trying to jump in and say is kind of like what Winnipeg did where they sold but then bought at the same time. So I was kind of expecting them to do something like that just to mix it up. But I think Lou Amorello, he's a patient guy. Um, ridiculous. He's the guy who gave Nikita Zaitsev the contract he has. So, mm. I mean, he might have to give back his Hall of Fame jacket for that one. Yeah, uh, that that being said, uh, we'll get into a full preview on that game. But Matthew Joseph, this guy is already finding a way into all the hearts of Ottawa Senators fans. We don't know where he's going to slot in yet. We're going to give our best guess at tonight's line combinations in a moment. But he spoke to the media today, says that Brady um, invited him out for dinner with the boys last night. So he got to meet them. Of course, he says Uh, He and Shabbat, their family knows each other as well, which makes it even cooler there that um, you've got that connection from junior, from the world juniors, and now these guys will get a chance to play at the NHL level together. And then uh, the 1,200 accounts, I'm assuming this is Dino, tweeting out there's a piano in the lobby of the hotel, and Maddie Maddie J just sits down and starts ripping off some chords. Apparently he's real good. So this guy is just my fan favorite. Fav- fan favorite already here so hey I- I'm all in on Matthew Joseph I think his speed is just going to fit in so well on this team don't you think
1: yeah absolutely and, and like I mentioned in yesterday's show he's an effective penalty killer as well like man you got him and for and Connor Brown on the same penalty ki- killing unit well that's not an offensive three.
0: threat not all three on the same unit though no, no, it probably wouldn't happen, but I'm just saying. Although, Belleville, when I was at the game in Manitoba, they had two defensemen in the box. They were down five on three, and they used all three forwards. I was like, huh? Yeah, hey, there you go.
1: I'm more just, I more just more meant as, like, penalty killers. Like in yeah, two, and then what, combined Ga- units. Gambrell would be the fourth guy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, those are guys that... Can put up, I mean, Gambrell's only goal of the season is shorthanded. Yeah. So Norris guys that can put up uh, offensive numbers while killing penalties. So that just adds a whole new wrinkle to this special teams.
0: Yeah, Norris got uh, got the tap on the shoulder to start killing penalties. Those two games where Nick Paul was in limbo and not in the lineup, not traded yet. So we'll see if Josh Norris continues to add that to his repertoire or if that was just needed in a pinch and they'll go from that. Um, the Cameraman, hot seat the cameraman tonight if they go with our projected second line because speed, 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 they're going to have to have their tripods on a swivel over and over again as we've got Stutzla in between Foremanton and Matthew Joseph. Of course, that's the second line behind Josh Norris, Brady Kachuk, and we got Connor Brown up there continuing his heater, 19 points in his last 21 games. Our third line is Colin White between Tyler Ennis and Adam Gaudet. And the fourth line, Gambrell, between Tierney and Watson. Again, they have not practiced since the trade deadline. No morning skate today. So these are our best guesses. Travis Hamanick will join the team, as we said, in Winnipeg. So he is away, not there. And that gives an opportunity on defense. So the projected pairs. These were the top four that played on the weekend as well as Pillsy got bombarded at the Bell Center. Branstrom and Zoom. Holden and Zaitsev, and then the third pair, Mete, with Del Zotto. We don't have a starting goalie, but I would be shocked, shocked, I tell you, if it's not Anton forsberg Pilze. Does this lineup look better, worse, or negligible to the lineup we saw in Montreal?
1: I mean, it's pretty much the exact same, other than you you swap out Joseph for uh, Sanford, which is an upgrade. And then you swap out Delzotto for Brown, which is an upgrade. So minor upgrade, but uh, I'm not sensing a Stanley Cup run anytime soon. Let's just say what? that. What? Yeah.
0: Not even with the Forsbergler in goal? Hey, by the way, quick, quick note. Did you did you see that Andrew Hammond, so he got traded to New Jersey yesterday? Yeah. He has the most wins in franchise history for the Montreal Canadiens over 100 years without a loss. He went 3-0 and with Montreal. Yeah, why did why did they trade him?
1: <laughs> they should have kept
0: know. him. I don't um, know. Crazy, but yeah, that uh, that is wild,
1: and it's going to be very interesting to see how this team does uh, with some new pieces in here. And
0: Ross, I'll, I'll transition to my locked on player. Wait, can we do keys to victory real quick? Because okay. great tweet alert at Hey Larry Oos, uh, Larry Budge writes. <laughs> he replies to that tweet of Matthew Joseph playing the piano. It says keys to victory.
1: Oh, nice. That's good.
0: That is nice. What's your key to victory tonight?
1: And then we'll get our locked ons. Okay, key to victory. The New York Islanders, this is a team that doesn't have a lot of offense going for them. (laughs) Like, they don't get a lot of shots on goal. They're in the bottom of the league in shots on goal per game under 30. So keep it that way. Like, if they're going to get any shots... Have it come from outside. Have it come from bad angles. Have Forsberg being able to fully see the shots. Try to uh, negate tips and deflections and stuff like that. And I think the Sens. This is a winnable game. Like the Islanders are just, like you said, they're in the mushy middle here. They got a lot of aging veterans. There's not a lot. There's not a lot to play for here. If you're the Islanders, I mean, same with the Sens, right? So. Um, I'm going to say key to victory here is limit those shots because I think once they start getting more shots, they do have some players like Barzell, Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, like those guys in the right spots can make you pay. So limit the shots here.
0: Yeah, I like that as, as a uh, key to victory. For me, it's take advantage of the speed mismatch. That's one area yeah, I where think I think that. Ottawa has the, the clear advantage. And you mentioned there's a couple of guys that can fly. Barzell, one of the fastest guys in the league, great yep. on his edges. Anders Lees, although he's had some knee problems, and he can still get up and down the ice, more of a shoot first guy now though. And Brock Nelson, UND guy. But beyond that, like in their bottom six, especially outside of Pajot, I think that there's a lot of guys where you can take advantage, especially that that fourth line, Martin Sezikas and and uh, who's the, the thir- third guy on that? Because it's usually Clutterbuck, uh, Bellows, a key for Bellows. Yeah, so. Um, I think that that's probably where you got the biggest advantage on this uh, on this lineup. So I hope that Ottawa takes advantage of it. I know they love doing the chip and chase. I think they might be even better served, you know, kind of trying to build up that speed through the neutral zone and come in with possession because we know that the back end for the Islanders is big and mobile at the same time. One of the best D pairs in the league with Adam Pullock and Ryan Pullock. That's a tough one, as you said, for the play-by-play guys. But I think that use your speed and they should be all right as the Ottawa Senators lost their only meeting so far against the Islanders this season. 5-2, I want to say the score was. Was it 5-2 or 5-3? Anyways, it was
1: 5-something, but that was a disappointing
0: one, yeah. It was the second half of back-to-back and it was just bad game. Bad, yeah. bad game. So the Senators will have an opportunity to make up for that. I think they actually did play once in. On Long Island as well. I think they might have played the Islanders twice so far this season. I will tell you right now. Talk about preparation. So they lost 5-3 in Ottawa on December 7th. And then 4-1 on Long Island. That was a real stinker too. That was this. That was the night after the overtime win against the Oilers. Where Stutzlo went short side upstairs. Yeah. And then they went to Long Island the next day and just laid an egg. Um, it was not a pretty game. So opportunity knocks here for the Ottawa Senators at Long Island. It's their second game of a three-game road trip. My locked-on player, not to take the low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to do it. What's Matthew Joseph going to do for a debut? He yeah. scored his first ever NHL goal against Ottawa, so what's he going to do for her. his first game with Ottawa? I'm going to be locked-on, ISO cam every single shift for Matthew Joseph, number 21, tonight in his Senators debut.
1: Nice, Ross. I like that a lot. That's obviously someone I'm going to be keying in on as well. But my locked on player is someone that's been locked up in the AHL for an eternity. And he is now free. MDZ is back in the NHL. Let's see what this guy can do. I mean, he's been putting up massive. Massive points in the AHL. And finally, the Sens, like they're literally at a point where they have no choice but to play him. That's why he's been called up. Let's not kid ourselves here. So let's see if he can show them, hey, you guys made mistakes sending me down too early. I had a lot to provide to this team and I think I can still do it. So I'm going to be locked on to Michael Delzato here as he is now free.
0: All right, there you have it for the Ottawa Senators, our locked on players going into tonight's game. Honorable mention... To Anton Forsberg, let's see how that new contract vibe gets him going in this game. So do you want to do – I did my locked-on player first. You get your lookout player. All right, nice. My lookout player for the
1: New York Islanders is going to be Noah Dobson. He's had a big season, Ross, uh, playing with uh, our good friends, Dano Chara, who – uh, all senators fans i think uh hold hold close and still love cheering for the guy and it's amazing that he's still in the league and 42 years old yeah and he's playing he's playing with Noah Dobson the guy just breaking into the league here but Dobson 10 points in Wait, his whoa, last whoa. 10 games did i say 42 yeah i think he's 44
0: he just turned 45 on march 18th
1: yeah <laughs> Don't don't shave off three years in your 40s wow. uh, for an NHL player. But, hey, Dobson's been... He's almost been... as old as us combined. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Not quite, but almost.
1: Yeah, math guy there. Um, but, yeah, that's someone I'm going to be looking out for because for him to be able to put up points like that on a team that kind of struggles to put up points is pretty damn impressive. So, Dobson is my lookout player.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's been crazy how well that yin and yang works, eh, Pilsy? Tonight will be Zidane O'Chara's 1,660th NHL game, 7th seventh, seventh on the all-time games played list in National Hockey League history. I don't think he's going to move any higher because the guy who's ahead of him is still playing as well. Joe Thornton is, uh, uh, is next up. On that list, he's at 1707, but if he can play one more year, if he can get to 1700, holy, he's already got the most NHL games played by a defenseman, and we know defense would play many more minutes than forwards, so that in itself is a huge boost. Before I give my lookout player, let's go through the Islanders' expected lineups. Nelson between Lee and Beauvillier, Barzal between Parisi and Wallstrom, Pajot between Bailey and Palmieri, and the fourth line, Zizekas between Martin. And Bellows on defense, as Pilze mentioned, Chara Dobson, Pellick, Pullock, Aho, and Mayfield. Not that Aho. It's a different Aho. This one's Sebastian. Oh, wait, the other one is too. This one is a different Sebastian Aho. Hilarious. We don't have a starting goalie just yet. It's either Varlamov or Ilya Sorokin. Their record is 26, 25, and 9, but they've got six wins in their last 10 games. Barzal, their leading scorer, well under a point per game, though, 40 points in 51. Games. I'll tell you a guy who's over a point per game recently, my lookout player, is Anders Lee. Nine goals in his last eight games. He's really coming on. Had injury trouble at the start of the year, but this is a guy who is dangerous every single shift because he can just beat you with a shot out of nowhere, and it's in the back of the net. He might be the favorite this year as well for the Cy Young. 23 goals, Pilsy, 8 assists so far in 54 games.
1: That's like Josh Norris's stat line. I think he's 26 and 10, so very similar.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, those guys, the shoot first threats, you just don't often see it with centermen. That's why I was a little taken aback there with, with Josh Norris, but honestly, he the, he facilitates the offense, and I love a good story like that. Sixth round pick in 2009, and took him a, only a couple of years to get his feet under him at the NHL level, and now, if you look at him, he's hit 40 goals once in his career, and out of ten seasons, in six of them, he's got twenty or more goals, including this one. So he's a goal-scoring threat, and for an Islanders team that doesn't score a lot of goals, he's going to be someone I got a key on tonight. And I hope the Senators' decor does the same.
1: Yeah, and I mean he's your your classic power forward, so he's a problem in front of the net too. So uh, Zaitsev, get those cross checks in line
0: here. <laughs> All right, good luck, Sites Jesus. (laughs) I can't wait till he's off this team. Should be this summer. It's going to be a fun game tonight. And, of course, after each and every Senator's game, you can join us in the postcast, where we'll have immediate reaction. We'll we'll get Alim Martian's opinion on the trade deadline as well. He lost a true soldier in Josh Brown, but then... MDZ gets liberated. So it's all kind of coming around if you're the Martian. So we'll get his opinion there. You join us in the postcast on our YouTube channel. Thank you for subscribing to the show. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it and sitting through the advertisements. But that being said, we do really appreciate it. And we look forward to breaking down, hopefully, a win. And imagine Matthew Joseph does actually get the bike helmet and shades. Close your eyes and imagine a world where that happens. The vibes will be unbeatable. Matt, like, what would be an ideal performance? Would you rather, like, two goals and an assist? Let's get crazy. Two goals and an assist, <laughs> a three-assist night, or, like, the overtime winner? Could, could one of those be on the table?
1: I want to see a goal, for sure. All so, right. some sort of combination of a goal, but the, him getting a, a the bike goal? helmet.
0: Oh, it's too bad. Chabby's out hurt. That sucks. Yeah. Imagine a goal with, like, him jumping into Shabbat's arms. That would have been absolute money. Put that in the best friend tour. And- <laughs> hey, to bring it full circle before we wrap up, we are going to quickly mention wild standings in the AHL coming oh, yeah. down the stretch. We're going to touch on that quickly, but Pierre Doria yesterday oh, did yeah. in fact mention the best friend. The first thing he said about Matthew Joseph, well, it worked out well with Norris and Kajuk. This guy, this guy kills me. Yeah, he is, he is a meme of himself.
1: Honestly. Yeah, he really is. And, Yeah, he's he's fighting for his job right now. So he's trying to pair as many best friends possible as he can here.
0: Man, I can't wait for Drake Bathson to get back. We haven't talked about it in a little while, but still skating and expected to come back next Saturday. So it's the final week before the Senators' only point-per-game player is back in the lineup. You know that there's 62 players in the NHL this year who have over a point-per-game right now? That's got to be a record. Wow. Remember a few years ago, the year where Carlson Jamie had, Ben, yeah, had Jamie Ben won with eighty two and eighty two. Yeah, that's that's wild. So yeah. sixty two players this year over a point per game. Nobody on the Islanders, though. We mentioned Barzell, fifty and sixty one is uh, is where he's sitting right now. So that's just showing offense wins right now. And we know in in the playoffs it'll be a different story. But this might be the best first round of playoff action. That we've seen in a long time. There's going to be some fantastic matchups. And every team thinks they have a chance to win. We every saw a team lot loaded team. up.
1: Yep. Like we we this was a did. busy trade deadline.
0: Yep, certainly was. So we're excited to see all that. The Ottawa Senators will be absolutely nowhere near the the playoffs. They might just be golfing. Mathieu Joseph, Pierre Dorian, Dream Foursome. Who else you got in there? Who knows? But that, that all to say, the Ottawa Senators made their maintenance moves I think for the most part going into the offseason but it's going to be a busy and wild offseason it better or else we're going to have hell to pay when we see this team on the ice next season all right Pilsy quick note on Belleville they lost um, their last game 5-4 in overtime and it was a good performance and you had some guys like Parker Kelly got back on the scoreboard and in his it's his first goal since being back how about Max Gannett too a goal and an assist for him And he's all of a sudden up to 17 points as a 20-year-old seventh-round pick. So wanted to give a quick shout out to him and only four penalty minutes in 40 games as well. So a guy who's not overwhelmed and and like you know getting beat and then all of a sudden trying to get a stick check and all that and taking penalties so on and so forth. So Matt Sogard five goals, but he again 42 shots against. They really have to cut down their shots against. And that was one final final note that I want to touch on from Pierre Dorian. He says Sogard's going to get at least one, maybe two games before the end of the year. What are your thoughts on that? When you already have a situation where Gus isn't really playing much, I thought that was a weird comment. And why, even even if he knew it was going to happen, like it just like why? Yeah, yeah. Why why
1: does Sogard need to play NHL games when he's needed in Belleville? And you just acquired McNiven.
0: Like I don't, I don't know. It's it's a weird. I might prefer Logan Fladell on his PTO than McNiven, but that's a story for another day. I mean, statistically, yeah. <laughs> uh, Standings-wise, though, and that I mentioned Syracuse because since they lost to Syracuse, they jump over Belleville in the standings. This division is wild. So we, we have here the playoffs. It's a little bit different this year. They're going to expand them because of the injustice of games played or the discrepancy in games played not every team is going to play the same amount so they're going off points percentage look at the difference between the second place and sixth place team second place sitting at five six seven six at five four six so that's that's a game and with how many divisional games are in the ahl you can be second one night and six the next it's unbelievable this is going to be great theater through the last 20 games or so Yeah, it's going to be wild, Ross. And all the
1: division games are going to be so important. Like, even giving up one point in a divisional game, like even if you win the game in overtime and give another team in the North Division one point, that could screw you over. Like, you need to be winning games in regulation and not allowing three-point games to happen. So I think it's going to come right down to the wire. Ross, my guess is the Belleville Senators end up in the fourth spot up against, uh, I'm going to say... Give me Rochester. Give me Aaron Dell. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I think Laval will end up down there, though. I Ooh, think I just I don't like that matchup. I
0: don't I don't love it either, but I think that's what'll end up happening. You think that Zach Sanishan is gonna make a big impact here for Belleville? We already talked yesterday. He's gonna be he comes in as their leading goal scorer. I'm excited to see who they play him with when they're back in action because Dorian was pretty clear that if he earns a spot, he's gonna play in the NHL this season. And tomorrow, guess who? laval rocket that's belleville's next opponent
1: yep exactly i do think uh is going to be a big part of this belleville team and i think he's a welcomed addition a guy who can put the puck in the back of the net and he's going to be a big boost to that power play as well so i'm stoked for that and i i'm fully in on belleville's playoff run this year i think at the very least they'll they'll sneak in and i think they have a good chance of winning a two out of three play in series so That's going to be exciting. And if they do get to the playoffs or play in, whatever you want to uh, uh, title it, I'm going to make sure to get down to CAA Arena because that'll be an absolute blast.
0: And I will be boots on the ground this Thursday. Should we say, since you're already mentioning games in May, we will be at the CTC for the final Saturday home game of the season. Senators versus Canadiens. Pilsy's revenge game after having to get shootout Of the Bell Center after a few troisième boos. Now (laughs) we'll have an opportunity at the CTC on Saturday. And the senators just tweeting out the mask mandate has been lifted. That's in conjunction with where everywhere else is heading. So it makes sense. It's already been that way in Manitoba over the last week or so. And with that being said, another great reply. Lip1978 says, I don't think that's very smart. The goalies should keep their masks on or we could be in trouble. nice i like that great (laughs) line so pilsey we're gonna get to that game i'm gonna be in ottawa for the week so i'm probably gonna try to get to all three games because i'm an absolute sicko and why not i've been you know staying here i I thought it was january 15th we'd both be at the game unfortunately it gets postponed but at least this time it's not gonna be like 5,000 fans or anything like that i'll get the full experience tomorrow and i will just like you were at the hotel i think if it's a win i'll do it right on the way out of the building if not I'll probably jump on when I get back or we'll figure out a way to, to make that work. But yeah. tonight the postcast will be live about 15 minutes after the game. Any final thoughts, Bilzi or just pure excitement here for a team that shouldn't really have much around it, but I just want to see Joseph in this lineup and see how he vibes with the boys. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that's the main focus here is, Hey,
1: the Sens at least got one hockey deal done and let's see how it pans out because that, Like, I'll tip my hat to pro scouting there. I think that was finally a good job identifying talent and identifying a guy that can fit into this locker room. So, Joseph is the real
0: prize here. We'll discuss it on the postcast. Thank you very much for listening to today's Locked On Senators. You can find us on social media, on Twitter, at Send Central, on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. And, of course, please, please subscribe to Locked On Senators on YouTube. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitt, and this has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.